Are you investing in property for the wrong reasons? Hi, I'm Sam Powell. And I'm Jared Krause, and we're the hosts of the Property Powers Australia podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to discover what your actual real property goals are for you, the right ones for you, that are not actually influenced by external sources. We go pretty deep in this, which is great. Yeah, and we also discuss how to prevent yourself from choosing the wrong goal for you and what is actually important to you based on you know, your own personal trusted values. Yeah, we dive into a lot of things like materialism, social status games in property, um, why people are bogged down in debt, objects, and also not having time. Yeah, it's an interesting little conversation. So, hope you enjoy it. We we also discussed like the different property journeys that you actually could take that could uh, actually be damaging to your wealth, but are amazing for your ego. So, uh, listen on in. There's so much more into this pod. But before we obviously get stuck in, um, it's not the only place that we can help you for free um, through this podcast. Head on over to our website, propertypals.au forward slash resources. We've developed this um, really cool you know, mini course on how to, borrow, how to maximize your borrowing capacity. Um, it really does help. We're getting some really great reviews from it and it's a nice, easy read and you can um, lead you to obviously purchasing a, a better quality asset at a better, quality, at a better price and amplify your return on investment so jump on over and enjoy the pod welcome to property pals the podcast where we share everything around how to build a property portfolio from researching areas financing structuring buying selling and reinvesting to live a life of financial independence as a disclaimer any information shared by myself jared sam and the property pals team is strictly general and should not be taken as constituting professional advice you should consider seeking independent legal, financial, and taxation advice from a qualified professional. Anyway, all right, three, two, one. That was on point. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's almost so awkward starting a podcast episode. You're like, all right. Well, we're going to... No one's like, in the this room. Is, this is live now. Yeah. So hopefully people get a bit of understanding that this is what this is what goes into recording a pod. Yeah. You're in a room with just the two of us and just talking about uh, the property and then you get on the back end, everyone writes your messages and ask questions. Yeah. So it's, it's a cool way. It's cool though, because when we walk in, when you rock up in the morning, it's like we end up chatting about life. Mm. We do. That's what we do. Is we chat. We chat. We chat about life, right? We go out, have a surf, chat about life. We come in, have a big long two-hour brekkie with our mates. We chat about life and investing and property and all these things. And um, today, this morning, I was like, "Why do we? Let's not have a polished version of a podcast episode where we've got like a lot of talking points that we want to get through." What's relevant is what we first started talking about, which is like. Why do we invest? Why do we invest? Yeah, yeah, great topic. Once again, fully riffing this, but yeah, um, yeah, like it's a classic question that um, I ask people, especially doing strategy sessions. Is you know, what's your why? Mm. And I just want like we want to break this down just so you get your mind thinking that yeah, you know, everyone is running around trying to uh, you know, achieve certain goals, but you know, you got to ask yourself why. 
why, why are you trying to achieve that goal and what will that get you once you've achieved it? Yeah, it's, a, it's probably the most important thing to think about and something that I've probably spent better part of a decade longer than a decade and continue to do so is like why like how do I want to live my life intentionally and how do I set my life up so it is that way and it's I think this this interesting part is most of our whys our reasons and our goals are based on other people's goals as well of like I want this I want this I want my lifestyle to look like this and I was talking about um, you know a couple of years ago when I was with my like I had already achieved that um, my initial goal was like I want to and your environment shapes your what your goal is so much like I think environment one thing I learned from one of my mentors environment is stronger than willpower that was my mentor that um, I first started learning from in property in 2018 and uh yeah, I I had already achieved like years and years ago. I got to that point where I was like, yeah, I want to like do the travel. I want to do the travel life and surf and, and and just work online and have that independence, which was my first one. And then I moved, got, came back to Australia after one of my trips. I got a, a partner and came and, and went into a relationship. And then my goals changed, which is cool because you should form goals together. But I was in this bubble of like what I thought was like what I needed to have to be successful or to have like a good life or even though I had that time and time independence and that um, location independence I thought no I'm gonna get this big old house I'm gonna get this fancy car and like Tesla Tesla yeah like when it was like Tesla was like everyone's got a Tesla now but oh the big SUV ones what are they worth these days oh I don't know the Cybertruck Oh, mate, I was almost bought a Cybertruck. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't go sleeping. <laughs> I was mate. just like, I'm just going to buy all this stuff. Like, why not? Like, everybody else is, you know, kids and spending money on all these other things. I'm like, I'll just buy these things. And Yeah, well, that's a really good good quote, actually. Um, was it the your environment? The environment shapes? is stronger than willpower. Yeah. And that, that's what you see. Like, um, we're obviously big proponents of traveling the world and... The reason why I love that is because to see how other people live and mm. at the end of the day, you, you look at yourself from a, a level of contentment. So you have a, a contentment uh, cup, whether you want to call that or not, but you know, we all end up in the same place, you know, in, in the ground um, or you know, before we hit the ground, we're probably, hopefully we're old and we're in a rocking chair on our front. This is how I picture my life anyway. On my front deck, just rocking back and forth with my cup of coffee because I'm still addicted to coffee and, and just pondering the world and how it all formed out over mm. my past 80 years. Mm. And you know, my father's he's in that, uh, he's 74, 74. He's got a rocking chair. Yeah, yeah, he does. Kerry, it's, it's, it's actually a family heirloom. Like my grandma oh, has hers, oh, and then they have it. And then we, Kayla, we brought it back to our place to breastfeed back in the day. Cool. Oh, I think I have seen this. Yeah, it's like a dark brown rocking chair. Right? Yeah, I got my eyes on it. For the yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get myself one of those so we can both hang out. I'll yeah. just be drinking my water, so. Yeah, but the uh, I guess the whole point is, you know, what is your contentment level? Where do you actually want to be? And like, you might find that you don't need as much that you as you really think you do um, at the end of the day yeah it's that's that 
coming back to your environment, we do, it's so easy to have our environment shape our conditioning and shape our beliefs and shape our wants and needs and fears and frustrations and desires and just, I don't know. Well, give it as, here's an example, right? I don't know so, how I don't know how much I should share and what I should like should or should not say. Well, let's we'll share everything, mate. We want, we want to hear all your deepest, darkest. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot that I ponder. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's a philo- that's a philosophical mind, and a lot of, we've obviously grown up and um, very interested in those kinds of things, and I feel like that comes into my my selection of career, career as well as, and same with, with you as a, as a coach and an online um, business mentor is that you get more philosophical because um, they're those big questions that you know, people are all running around you know, trying to work a job that they probably don't like or don't want to, you know, just don't see themselves in long term to earn a thing called money, you know, what is money, uh, and to buy things that they don't need. Um, mm-hmm. Like As an example, like look around you, you turn the TV on, ads being pumped at you there's billboards everywhere there's signs everywhere they're all selling you things that you don't really like fit into that maslow's hierarchy of needs like you've got you know the biggest thing for us to obviously all live is we need we need food water shelter it's pretty simple you go to some of these remote locations like in sambawa or yeah i mean you just got back from sumatra yeah sumatra you just got back from a um nice surf trip and snowboarding trip and it's like these people are actually really happy and i mean tell some stories (laughs) in in indonesia yes yeah um well it's pretty it's pretty poor but the kids live in absolute paradise like we live in paradise as well here on the gold coast uh, but the kids will finish school and they'll just go surfing and that's all they need. Like, they don't need, like, they got push bikes. Uh, they've got the cheapest, li- the, like, the, the motorbikes are so rough over there. Like, even just going from, like, a couple of months in Bali, having, like, decent motorbike there, like, semi-decent, like, it's not amazing. Uh, and then going to, like, South Sumatra and you get on their motorbikes there and you're like, this thing is is, like, put together by, like, duct tape and glue it's like it's very scary to ride uh and that's all they need is they just need like transport they need food and shelter and something to something to do i think uh i heard it in a or read it in a book i think what we really need in our life is we need something to do i.e work purpose purpose uh someone to love family partner friends all that sort of stuff and then something to look forward to and i think a lot of people have something to do but it's typically not what they would consciously choose to continue to do Mm. they have someone to love that piece is you know most people have that um you know whether it's a partner uh or if you don't have a partner it's friends and family and and children and then something to look forward to most these two big ones on either side of like something to do and something to look forward to. I think they're hugely manufactured manufactured by our environment and we don't know what it's like outside of our environment. That's why I'm a big like a big like advocate for traveling 
because that can help you shape your view of like, hang on, what's actually important here? Yeah, we've got a, um, we've our, got a, our light's been a bit of a Our light show going on, if you're watching this, watching this on YouTube, it's just like changing so much. Maybe the spirits are in here, man. Yeah. Should've, should've saged it or something. Like that. <laughs> I've no. got some back there. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Yeah, well, getting like, like, that's kind of the whole point that I'm trying to um, get people to start thinking in. So why are you investing? Because a big part of my job is talking to people about, you know, what their goals are. And as a strategist, it's like, well, your goal is 100 grand passive income, $100,000, it's pretty, pretty typical. Mm-hmm. Or to replace their income, might mm-hmm. be 150. And they've got these savings, they don't know how to achieve it. Uh, and then I obviously lay out a bit of a plan and show them, you know, well, this is all you really need to do mm-hmm. um, in order to generate that. But mm-hmm. why do you want that? And more often than not, it's I want to get out of my job, mm-hmm. or I just want more time, more freedom to do what makes me happy. And that's the biggest theme is people are, are investing for time. Time is yeah. the most valuable resource because it's finite. Um, money is just a, con- it's a construct of time for me where you trade your time for this thing called currency, um, which is a made-up thing anyway, which is getting deflated. It's actually the world's... You know, the way that they've set it up is in order to control <laughs> um, populations is you know, we, we, they keep us busy. You know, as an employee, as a, as a business owner as well, you want to keep your employees so busy that they go in, they're just drained by the time they leave, so they don't go and start a business on the side, and then you have wasted your time and effort training these people up for them to leave. You know, for me, I'd rather train those people up because it, 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 it enlightens them, and then obviously with the systems and processes that you put in place mm. for these people initially, it helps you then train and grow other people like it's a constant wheel but it's a huge wheel man it's a crazy wheel like when you start to really think about it's there's way more to it than just like the salary i think i was listening to somebody the other day some spiritual teacher talking about like the two biggest addictions are um heroin and the monthly wage or, oh, or the you know because which one are you heroin or- <laughs> <laughs> I've I've rid myself from both which is good <laughs> oh, never, never, never will I oh never say never but heroin just sounds hectic yeah no like I haven't dabbled in that much compared to some people but um yeah so <laughs> right <laughs> moving on, moving side on. side subject drugs <laughs> so uh yeah I was just saying that like the wage thing is what and and you typically you'll get paid enough to just be able to uh, get by and afford the lifestyle that you want. But that's the that's that conditioning in, in work. But you've also got conditioning outside of that where we are led to believe because we're in this environment that people that have all these other things in their life, uh, they're happy or they at least look successful. But we believe that success because of the media that we consume. Like uh, even just movies, like... This is, you know, movies, uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, uh, these things, like, you are what you eat. I'm a big believer of that. And people think, like, oh, you are what you eat. It's just in the form of, like, food. No, everything is food for you. Everything is nourishing. Even, um, you know, the things that you watch, that can be fulfilling, that can be nourishing. You eat that, right? You consume that. What you consume through not just your mouth, but through your eyes, through your ears, and also your belief of the world as well and your thoughts. So 
that's a that's another big one of like and why I say this is because coming back to why to invest is <clears throat> what you hit the nail on the head is most a lot our conditioning and our bubble and our environment can typically have us wanting to invest or shape our goals based on what we believe success is based on the small bubble in the environment that we're in or what we consume versus what's real success is like and what's what should be a real goal and we're not putting this on you it's up to you guys to think about what's right for you but you said time Mm. that's the most valuable thing and then once you've got that, I think that should be the foundation. And once you've got that, what do you want to do with that time? Mm. Rather than like, oh, I want this money to spend it on these things so I can have these things. Because the money on those things is not going to be... Typically, the ROI that you get from purchasing things is far less valuable than like experiences and time doing things with people that you love. Mm. Which So that's why I think that foundation of time and experience is probably the best foundation to use your money for versus like, our bubble of I just want this car and I want this house and I want a PPORR because that helps me feel safe when reality is that you know anything can happen like that's a false sense of security yeah I mean, in my in my opinion and that's why we're big proponents of that passive income and investing obviously is it does give you time back you know I say to people You've got to make your money work for you so you don't have to work for your money. And, you know, try, helping people get out of that hamster wheel, you know, it, it does bring a lot of satisfaction. So, you know, by investing in property is like the get rich quick stuff is just fraught with danger. Don't There's get me no wrong. There's no such thing as a get rich quick, right? Well, I don't know. Instagram tells me otherwise. Doesn't <laughs> I? I, I, you see that? I mean, I dabbled in the currency trading and then, um, you know, then and we're doing the share portfolio. Like, it, all, I, all I have to do is my share portfolio to grow $1,000 a year at compounds and the um, the rule of, like, the compounding effects just, it's phenomenal. But once you get down the path, you realize, oh, wow, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um, but that's why I, I like to try and always bring people back to your big why because... Mm-hmm. You never know what the future holds. Like, God, if you would have asked, like, ask yourself where you are today listening to this. You know, what were you thinking five years ago? And are you there? If you are, fantastic. If you're in a different place, but, you know, still as happy and content, then that's just a joyous time. If you're not at that level of contentment, then what are you doing about it? (laughs) Uh, Because, yeah, the world, the the way that it's all structured, right, is... uh, you know, to, to do things, to we have to earn money. Don't get me wrong. We have to um, find a way to provide. We should earn money. It's, it's, it's our right to earn money. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. It's your right to earn money. Uh, like, And it's just like, we'll do it in the most efficient manner. But also, start to think, you know, like if you're working in a, in a position that you want, you don't want to be in, you want to be in something else, then what are you doing to get there? Because if you do nothing, nothing will happen. That's why I always say to people, oh, let's put these plans in place. Let's invest. We can get to that $100,000, $150,000 passive income. Mm. Um, there's no dramas with that. Uh, it's not the most complex thing in the world. It's just actually doing it. And it starts with you know, step one, which is figuring out your why and then starting saving towards that. Once you've got that savings, it's like, well, what are you doing with that? And then taking those risks because they're risks in a way... Uh, anything to do with investing is a risk, but you can reduce the risk dramatically uh, with the right, obviously, advice, but um, not 
pushing the limits too much, you know. Mm. Um, those that accumulate a lot of property during, you know, the lower interest rate environments, they pushed it too hard. And sometimes it's like it's the greed and the ego that yeah. wrecks people. And they're like, it's like, oh, I've got X many properties. That doesn't define who you are. I mean, you can have one property, but mm-hmm. um, it, it could be, you know. That's a really good point. It could be a really good property too. You sit there and go, I don't need any more. Like my, in order for me to hit my my life goals, going back to what we were saying at the start, is mm. you might just need sixty thousand bucks, you know, yeah. and then you're happy to go and be a surf instructor in different parts of the world and just keep traveling. Like Jerry was a scuba diving instructor. Mm. He didn't get paid a lot of money. <laughs> got $10 US a dive per person. Yeah. So. Actually, I think I got... I did surf instructing as well, ran a surf school in Panama, and I... Similar amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. But you had a fantastic time. It, so was, it, it didn't feel amazing. like work, right? No, it was so good. Everyone's running around trying to retire really early, but we actually are going to... like. I'm just throwing it out yeah. there but they're saying that the first person to live to 150 is alive today like we as a species are extending our our time frame oh oh this is so good as well <laughs> this is what this is like really comes back to uh having time what i'm thinking about now is <clears throat> i think if you build wealth it's a really good vehicle for anti-aging or not anti-aging but slowing down your age because i think what kills most people i think well my belief is why we die is stress, right? Our organs get outworked, broken down, too much stress over the years of, of you know, digesting food, pumping blood, all these sorts of things. So, so our body just decays because of stress, right? Over yeah, time, away, breathing and all these things. And um, I think what helps our physiology be less stressed is like having time, having space and having fun and having a laugh. And how often does that happen when you're working a nine to five? <laughs> uh, when you are worried about, I need to pay a mortgage payment, I need to pay for these kids' things, I need to pay for all these different things, um, and you know, you probably get more value out of paying for some of the things than some of the, you know, some are more valuable and worth having than not. But yeah, paying for your kids' education exactly, mm-hmm. and seeing your kids develop and stuff is like a great ROI. The fulfillment you get from that is is really good but is the house that is a bit too big that you don't necessarily need worth it is the car that you're driving that you bought on finance worth it uh and all these little things that stack up then you've got this pressure and this weight on yourself uh we actually said this last week i think it was um a good quote we were at a mate's house and uh it the quote is people will buy things they don't want no, so people will buy things with the money they don't have. Or <laughs> well, people will buy things they don't need, sorry, with the money they don't have to impress the people that they don't like. Or no. Or no. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they'll But that's sink in for a bit too. Yeah, and I'll I'll digest I'll put it in a different light. People will buy things they don't need, i.e. big fancy car, house, clothes. Clothes heaps of things, right? Yeah, how many uh, materialism. Shoes? People will buy materialism with the money they don't have, so they don't need that stuff. And what they don't have is the money to purchase it, so they buy it on credit, cars, all this sort of stuff. Um, all they sacrifice credit it for, card, yeah, like to impress the. Sorry, go on. Oh, well, some people they, you get the, you know, oh, I've got these brand new shoes and they're two hundred bucks shoes, and it's like, well, 
well, why can't you buy your lunch today? Or why can't like, we're out here catching up for a feed? You know, why am I buying it for you? Like, oh, I, got, I get paid next week. Can you just shout us? And you're like, oh, bro, yeah, my darling, yeah, whichever one you want to be called. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're not doing the right order. So anyway, get back yeah, to you. It's, and so you've got buying those things you don't need with the money you don't have to impress the people that you don't like. Now, these can be people that can be friends or what you may think of as friends. And you, they you, they might be you know judgmental of like what you wear and who you hang out with and all these sorts of things. Um, so... Are you doing it for them? And typically, you're doing it for yourself because you don't want to be judged. Uh, that's one thing. That's another can of worms that we could talk about. But um, coming back to your point on the shoes thing is like, I can afford a, a lot of pairs of shoes. And I've got a pair of shoes now that are old and I need a new pair of shoes. But I just don't care. Like, I just don't, I don't care for like, I need a fancy new pair of shoes. It's more so the effort to go to the shops to try about 40 different pairs of shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass for me. Or, yeah, having to, you know, find ones online and, like, I just, I'm, like I'll just wear these until I'm like, yeah, okay, I literally can't wear them anymore. There's no more soles left. Like, but it's just coming back to what are your values and that's a really big thing to think about is see if you can build a set of values outside of your current environment or that are different than what your current environment is that are right for you on a core level, like that actually light you up, like these values light me up, that's worth chasing for. And that's what I think is worth investing for is, you know, if your goal is to go to Florida for a month uh, to work online a little bit, but also spend time with your kids in Disneyland and all that sort of stuff, like that is like worth investing for. Mm. Because you're going to take those experience, like depending on what you believe spiritually, but you're going to take those experiences with you. You can't take these things and these materialist things that with you. Yeah, well, I um, you, you have a bit of think about it. So, marketing companies spend millions, billions of dollars every single year convincing you to buy their products that you don't need. Um, so. Uh, that's kind of I thought, what you're up against and um, you know, I just yeah. wanted to sort of lay that out for people to understand that you know beat the system and, and focus on those things that are really important um, it's going to help you understand your why for investing and get you there faster hence the reason why we're doing this is that you'll start to go in and instead of you're at the shops and you you feel like a new shirt new shoes you've got uh, I <laughs> You've got like already 10 brand new shirts in your cupboard and then you're like, oh, I actually like the, that, that shirt. You know, you don't need it. So yeah. just, and 20 bucks a, um, a week is a thousand bucks a year. You know, 200 bucks a week is $10,000 a year. You know, it, it all compounds. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, yeah, your health is, is really important and good relationships. And this is sort of where it's all centering around is that, Ask yourself, like the people that you you call your friends and those that you you hang out with, you know, will they not want to hang out with you because you don't have the, you know, that X product? Um, if that's a yes, maybe you're not hanging out with the right people. Yeah. Um, because when push comes to shove and everything actually, if everything goes to shit, you know, you want like your friends and your community, your support network. We're all here to push each other up and grow. And if someone, you know, takes that step backwards, then, 
you know, to walk away from that person at you know, the ultimate time of need, I just feel like is just a, not a personality trait that you want to be drawn towards. And you know, the world is full of people that you know it's just like a social hierarchy and status, and they you know it's it, it's intoxicating. Trust me, I've been there. Like I've been in these high corporate environments, you know, going out for drinks and mm-hmm. um, networking every night, and. Uh, you just don't talk to them anymore. Like it might be a year relationship, and then if you're not giving them what they think they're getting out of you, then then they, they move on to something else or somebody else. And it's just like you know your your long life friendships, like Jared over here, and like and my other community, and like my family and my friends, like they're with me through thick and thin, and they're the people that you should be you know spending your time with, not those that. Uh, essentially taking away from it for a perceived benefit that you may or may not give yeah that's wow that's so good that's so juicy <laughs> I'm glad that you shared that uh, because that is a huge determining factor of of why you may want to invest as well um, and it can come down to you've got this social like you said that with a social hierarchy people using wealth to have themselves build themselves up on the social ladder so they don't get judged or they don't feel judged because they have uh, insecurities. And there's a big difference between somebody that's like, all right, I'm, they might, they might, you know, not be a billionaire. Like the billionaire might have a lot of insecurities. Typically that is the case. And that's why they are billionaires because they have to make a billion dollars. Uh, Sometimes it's impact and philanthropy and all that sort of stuff, but other other reasons why is it's like social hierarchy and they they're insecure, so they want to like just like show the world that they're worth it, you know, instead of proving to themselves. And then you have got people that will prove to themselves that they're valuable, and they don't need a billion dollar portfolio, or they don't need a all these things. And there's you got these different levels of um, people with different levels of confidence. And the confident person, I believe, is not somebody that will reach out for material things and wealth for social hierarchy and status. Uh, and if you are reaching for that, then maybe it's worth taking a step back and working on ourselves to become more of a confident person and understanding that you're a human being, you've got flaws and working on those um, and doing the work. I've got a really good image while I reach for my phone. Is this, uh, I was going to send this to you during the week. There's a, I'll show the, you guys on YouTube that you got... Uh, image of somebody that's an insecure person and then a confident person and the insecure person is uh, oh it's not going to (laughs) work there we go this is production 101 over here insecure person is like so you've got an an unsecure person is somebody that will have uh, I'll just I'll just depict the image is some it's think about an iceberg an iceberg that has a quarter or one eighth of its. Uh, typically, an iceberg won't work this way, but say an, a reverse iceberg where you've got one eighth of the iceberg is in the water and the rest is above the water. That's not going to work because of physics, but just say, for example, you've got that and then you've got an actual. That's an unsecure person, so they've got not much base. Uh, Below the surface. Below the surface and foundation, right? And that thing could just topple over with the breath of a snide remark from somebody that's judging you. 
you know, you could collapse, right? And then you've got somebody that's a competent person, which is an actual iceberg that has one eighth of it above the water and the rest is depth and just solid groundedness. And if you build your wealth based on being a, a secure person versus an insecure person, uh, then you're going to be, you're already, you've already achieved the goal of wealth, right? I think wealth is like feeling confident and secure. Mm. Uh, but then when you have that monetary thing, you can use that as a tool and a resource to help other people be in a similar spot too. I think that's a pretty cool why. Here's a, here's a question. You've obviously helped a lot of people um, get out of their, their grind, the nine or five. Mm. Um, what's sort of that level of connection that you have with those people? Um, what do you mean? Like, What like, fulfillment do you get out of it? Like, how does it make you feel when people hit their goals? At the start, it was way more intense and I shouldn't say intense, it was it was really awesome. Uh, but now it's become a thing that's just norm, normal for me. Uh, at the start when somebody was, think about it this way, um, there's a guy who was from Melbourne, his name's Sam. And hey he, Sam, how you doing man? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he's working, uh, hopefully he's listening to this. Uh, he went through our um, our this is like the early days of, of my business when it first started and I was only like reaching out and helping Aussies before we went international and then he was he was a plumber he was like the same version of me and this was like so fulfilling for me he was a plumber he was ended up getting a second job like doing cashies and stuff in the afternoon he was working at the back of his car he didn't have much money he's like I'm just scrapping together cash and I want to I want to buy a business and then his goal was to move to the Gold Coast. He moved to the Gold Coast. I met him. Oh, he bought a business, moved to the Gold Coast. I met him. And uh, his whole life changed dramatically because of the the beliefs that he had and, and what he was working towards. Also, you know, I got a message from a guy the other day. I'd worked with him. He bought a, he bought a small business. It wasn't enough to replace his income yet. And he said, oh, I've now, um, it was like two years later, he's like, yeah, now I don't need to work. I'm quitting my job and like, I'm just traveling around. And it's so, what people get to do with this, it's hugely fulfilling, right? Like, yeah, of course, like I make money through my business, which is awesome, right? And at the start, I started my business so I could continue to make money and help people at the same time. Now I'm in a position where like, it would be hard for me to like stop the business because the money's an awesome thing from it, but it'd be really hard to stop it because what the, the vehicle that it is and the, the facilitation of change is huge. Yeah. Like I get so much from my work. Like I, I, I could not work, uh, but I choose to do 20 hours a week. And most of that is one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with people. I also stopped doing coaching calls. Like I got to a point where I had too many people um, and I got really sick and I was working too much and I was doing only one-on-one -on -one coaching with a lot of people. And then I changed the system and I went one-to-many and I stopped coaching with people for like two years. And then I was like, kind of like, huh, what's going on with me? Like, why am I not super excited about my work like anymore? And then my mentor at the time was like, why aren't you speaking to these people? Like, you should speak to them and help them like one-to-one. -one. And so I opened up a small group of people that I wanted to help one-to-one -one and then I just my business grew because I was happier. So mm, take note of that. It's like your happiness level is, it's like your compass. Yes. In life. Um, yes. So sort of bringing that back to the 
theme of the the pod is you know, your why. You know, why are you doing these things? Whether it's business, property, work, anything in your life. Like, if you wake up and are excited to go and, and do something for that day, where it is pulling in income, you're on the right path. Mm. You know? And then the next part is like, now you've got that. You know, what are you actually doing with that income that you're you're making? Because it's like an insurance policy. Investing is somewhat of an insurance policy in that. Um, yeah, it provides you options in the future and you've got an asset, especially in property and why we're big proponents of property is that you can earn your income. You'll, you'll earn a greater income through business or through your um, you know, everyday PAYG employment. But then you look at your hourly rate as well because you buy a property, you sit there, you actually don't do much um, from a, maybe an hour a month just managing your managers and that's growing in value for you. And then historically, the performance of property it just it's a it's a vehicle to financial you know, freedom and breaking that down is like that's what we all want. And the reason why I love what I do for people and is because if we can all do this, then we as a species are going to uh, the compounding effects of growth with people actually just focusing on what they want to do mm-hmm. every single day of their lives we will achieve far greater things than people doing things that don't actually light them up because they do a half-assed job trust me I've been there I've worked for one of the big four banks and it's just a nightmare just yeah. going to work it sucks your soul you don't want to be there you're looking at the clock yeah. um, and that's not putting you know good um, like output into the world and I feel like um, that we're sort of that's, that's the, the, the downfall of the system that's been put upon us through the past you know whether it's decades or centuries mm-hmm. um, you know by the, the higher powers and unfortunately that's just the way it is people with a lot of money have a lot of control um, and there's you know big family funds and big a lot of wealth in the world doesn't mean that you can't get there yourself um but that's not the big goal and as Jared talked about as well don't aspire to be people who are multi-millionaires billionaires everyone has has issues like whether it's their insecurities massive ego they've got poor relationships uh, because they value a thing that was made up called money greater than you know a human connection and it's like that vibrational being that you'll hear about here and there is so important got a really good story um, to share about following somebody that you think is successful because I have done it and they were successful and they were doing eight figures a year in their business, in the coaching business. <clears throat> and I came back and it was uh, my cousin Geordie, his, one of his friends that he went to school with, he was a large, uh, he owned a large um, coaching business uh, and I was looking for a mentor at the time and my cousin Geordie put me onto him and I started working and going through his courses and trainings and programs and I did really well and um, sharing like a bunch of value and they like putting me on a pedestal because of how much like money I was making a month through, through doing this in the early stages of the business and uh, then a lot, I got a lot of fulfillment significance because people were reaching out to me like wanting help from his group as well and I built this business where I was doing so much coaching, one-to-one coaching like he was, and it was the worst thing for me and it was the worst thing for my business because I didn't think about like what I wanted to do and what would make me happy. Instead, I went the opposite way as I just built myself into a gnarly job where I was making great money 
but had a massive team of like salespeople and marketing and all this sort of stuff and the business blew up in my face and it's just like and the same thing happened to him a couple of years later like his you know he was doing some shady stuff that I didn't realize but I followed the wrong person and I built the business and you can even do this in like in property investing as well like you can follow the wrong people or follow the wrong goals and it can get you something that is more damaging to you than maybe just staying where you're at so that's a big one to think about too yeah it's like like the example on that with property is people that over leverage themselves push them too hard mm-hmm. you know they, they accumulate all this um, or property pers- development as well yeah yeah that's, that's what I mean like you push it to a point where if it does shift and the the, mic, the macro environment changes because it's probably such an expensive vehicle you know you can come undone and by that is like if the market either pulls back or it gets to a stage where you have to sell assets then it's an expensive transaction and if you're on the wrong side of that growth curve um, and you're not investing into the growth locations that the data points us all towards and mm-hmm. what we analyze every single day it's not the easiest task but it um you know people can do it you know they're the ones that it can come crumbling down very quickly and it's the classic quote i'll, I'll buff it everybody throws it out there but you don't know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out mm-hmm. um, and the tide hasn't gone out for a few years um in especially the australian property market and business market we saw the gfc i mean this is obviously where I see the economic cycle, but that came through, hit America in 07, 08. We didn't really feel it here until end of 09, but then we saw that four-year downturn until about 2013. And then since then, it's been quite prosperous. And then even if you zoom out further, we actually haven't seen a recessionary period in Australia since the 70s. So we have never seen hard times. Um, Historically, you look at you look back at it and go there's always hard times um i think we'll look back on the covid lockdown periods as you know they were you know stressful difficult times but for us it was it was good i got, got yeah. to go surfing more <laughs> <laughs> we, we were very lucky living on the gold coast <laughs> it's a really good point on the hard times um and that's a really it's a it's the way i think about property investing is like you got like depends on how big your goals are, right? Like I've got massive goals in property, but my goals are not the same as many people that want to build wealth really fast in property. I'm happy to just be patient with it. I think some people, think about it this way. Some people want to do it for social uh, status, right? Some people want to buy, I want to buy 10 properties. I want to say that I can own 10, 20 properties so I can tell people I can own 20 properties. Stuff that, that's stupid. Like imagine owning 20 residential properties that is just like a nightmare for you to run admin wise but it's keeping your social status up so it's keeping your social status up and it's killing you on the inside is that the right goal for you maybe maybe not uh maybe you love owning 20 residential properties uh and then you've also got another strategy of all right i want to buy five residentials make a bit of money get some cash together and then i want to get some investors i want to build this fund and i want to start developing property and the margins with developing property like you need to be really good with them it's a lot more work than just buying and holding. Mm-hmm. You're putting, you're putting your hours into it uh, versus you having putting your money into an asset that's going to make you money. You're working to make yourself money as well, unless you hire the right people, and then your margins are even smaller. I think 
I don't know, from the outside looking in, I feel like some people might get into property development for a social status game as well to tell people like, hey, I'm a property developer or drive past this property like, oh, I built that. That's me, you know, like how good's my ego now? Um, and that maybe that's a social status game and maybe they do win on two or three and do really well and then there's one that just crashes them and then they, they put themselves even back further than when they started. Who knows? It's, it's, I'm making this stuff up as like, a hypothesis that could happen and why people might choose these different types of goals but if you're coming back to what's the most valuable thing in your life time with the people that you love like have that as a foundational goal over some of the other sort of goals that you may get from your external environment yeah and then work your way back to where you are today and then work towards getting yeah, there exactly. in the next 10 20 years however long that you need to get there because you know, life is, is short, but it's long at the same time. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you're not investing, then you're going to be working for your money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know, obviously, we're big proponents of it, um, but do what makes you happy at the end of the day. You never, you're not guaranteed tomorrow, you know, uh, but at the same time, if you're not letting your money work for you, then you're always going to be working for the money. And then... 10 years comes around pretty quickly and then especially when you get into your 50s into your 60s you should not be thinking about this because the younger you are the lower risk you have to take because you can build wealth at a more sustainable rate and you don't have to take those high risks of doing multiple purchases within a few years mm. it's definitely achievable especially in your 50s um, to, to get to that um, level of you know, abundance that you want to get to it's just that you've got to take a more aggressive approach and you know uh, the reason why I say this is because everybody that I talk to that are in that situation come back and they say, I wish I did this earlier. So why are you investing in the podcast? Um, have a good think about it. I mean, sit back. You know, it's, you know, life is a, is a beautiful journey. Um, where do you want to be? So mm. ask yourself those questions. And if you're with a partner, sit down with them and just hypothesize where it's going to be. And then how are you going to get there? Well, obviously, if you... Um, enjoy the property vehicle space and you listen to this podcast then reach out have any questions we're here to help as well yeah we are that's what we're doing this for is, is to share what we're thinking about how we do things mostly what sam knows about property uh but yeah we're here to help so yeah thanks for listening and thanks for wrapping it up sam that was awesome yeah. uh, see you in the next one hope this was helpful if it, if it was and you enjoyed it let us know please because it's um it really helps and we love this um, this level of uh, content as well and subscribe yeah <laughs> bye for now see ya